freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website is oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, August 14th, 2011. We have a great show lined up for you here today. We are going to be transitioning our topics for discussion on the show as we have been talking about for the, uh, about the last year to year and a half the methodologies of mind control how all of those methods work to lull us into a trance and ultimately to usurp our God-given natural law rights we've looked at that now we've uncovered those methodologies we've exposed them and we've brought them out into the light of day. Now, we are going to transition toward solution-oriented approaches. We're going to look at how we can solve these problems. And they do indeed have solutions. The solutions are not easy. Simple, perhaps, but not easy. Simple meaning they're not difficult to understand. They're not complex However, some of them will require a tremendous will in order to implement some of these solutions. Specifically, when you look at how deep into mind control much of the world has descended. One of the first things that we're going to look at in depth, and I'm probably going to take a few shows to do this, is developing a deep understanding of natural law natural law principles need to be deeply grasped and understood if we are going to get out of the mess of consciousness that we are in right now on this planet and if we are ever going to see the freedoms which have gradually slipped away from us be restored and held on to 
as they rightfully should be. So today on the show, we have a very ambitious show planned for today. Lots of images up on the website at whatonearthishappening.com on the radio listen page. Go up there and check out the images for today's show. We'll be progressing through them as I give the talk here today. And we are going to attempt to get through the first major part of the understanding of natural law, and that is understanding its expressions, or in other words, how it actually works in the world. We'll be getting into that on the other side of this break. I'm your host, Mark Passio, and you are listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned, folks. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. On today's show, we are going to be discussing natural law. And this is something that many people have been asking for and asking me to get into a deeper breakdown of. So we're going to do that here today. I want to take people back before we get into the discussion to show number one where I said that what this show was ultimately going to be about was an analysis of the causal factors that create our current conditions. Without a deep understanding of the causal factors of any given problem, anyone essentially remains powerless to solve that problem. So I would suggest to you the reason we see all of the problems that continue to go on seemingly unabated will continue unabated unless humanity gains a proper understanding of these causal factors. So we looked at consciousness way back on the show. We looked at its basic components. We studied the structure of the brain to help better understand human behavior. We looked at the qualities of the self. We looked at forces that shape our world, basic polarities, or what I called seeming polarities because they're actually all essences of one thing, just different degrees of it. We looked at what creates order versus chaos, and that is whether we are in harmony with natural law or not. So that's something we're going to deeply look at here today. Ultimately, that's what natural law is. That's the gauge for whether we're creating order or chaos, whether we're going deeper into control or whether we're helping freedom to flourish, whether we are in harmony with natural law or whether we stand against it and try to completely go against its flow. On past shows, we looked at the 
structures of control. And then we took a deep penetrating look into all of the various multifaceted methodologies of mind control. And we took a great deal of time in doing that because there are so many mind control attacks that are waged against humanity on a daily basis. It can seem like just a, a tsunami, a huge wave of manipulation that is just washing over us because these attacks are under are going on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Evil never rests, ever. It does its work continually, which is why we as seekers of the truth and tellers of truth need to also be on constant vigilance and constantly be doing this great work of exposing the darkness and helping people to come over into the light of day. So, with that having been said, we're going to start our analysis of natural law principles here today. And before we do that, I want to give the call-in number because hopefully there'll be some time remaining and I'll take a few calls in the second hour. So the call-in number for the show is 866-841-1065. Once again, 866-841-1065. If you want to call and get in the queue, I will be getting to calls in the next hour. So here we go. Up on the website at whatonearthishappening.com, on the radio show page, just click the radio show tab. Underneath the player, you'll see a list of images for today's show. In image number one, you see a great representation of our world. It's a pyramid scheme controlled by master manipulators. And all of the power is flowing to them and they are breathing it in. As I said, I believe it was two shows ago, the word conspiracy is grossly misunderstood. It simply means to breathe together. The breath, the word for breath in Latin, the word to, for to breathe in Latin is spiro, spirare. Con in Latin is a prefix which simply means together or with. So the root of the word spirit is to breathe because if one is infused with spirit in the physical world, one is breathing. That is the essence of life is the spirit. And if it is present within the vehicle for expression, the body, then one has life. Therefore, conspiracy simply means those of the same spirit, those of like spirit who work together. That's all it means. Indeed, there is this colossal, monumental conspiracy to keep people in the dark not understanding the causal factors, not understanding that they are the co-creators of their experience together, and therefore 
to continuously get them to abdicate both their responsibility and their power such that that power flows upward to the higher levels of that pyramid in which the adepts at those higher levels who do understand natural law, who do understand the causal relationships of creation in this world, how we get what we manifest. These people at this higher level are the ones who all of this power and influence is flowing into the hands of because they have convinced everyone of a dark, poisonous worldview in which they are powerless and actually can change nothing. And nothing could be farther from the truth. This is a gigantic lie in order to perpetuate this system of control. And that's what their goal is. We talked about their agenda and their control on past shows to keep people in the dark. I'm moving on to slide two. The imagery speaks for itself. Keep people asleep. Keep them content. Keep them in a state of hypnosis, of trance. So you can bring in a big brother police state and ultimately lead them into a world of slavery. We're going to be talking about how we get out of that mind state on the other side of this break. Stick around, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Welcome back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. Today on the show, we're talking about natural law principles. Specifically, we are going to be getting into the mechanics of how natural law actually works, its expressions. And all of that is actually depending on what we do, what forces we choose to work with. It's all ultimately up to us. That's the good news. And that's what this whole section, actually the rest of this show is ultimately going to be about the good news. Yes, we'll be talking about all the machinations of the the mind controllers that are still ongoing out there. But ultimately, we're going to be talking about how all of that can be done away with. And yes, it can. The question is, will we choose that path? Because action is required, and that takes willpower in order to step away from what we've been doing and choose something different. So, we were looking at slide number two. Moving on to slide number three, all these images can be found on the radio show page of whatonearthishappening.com. Image number three shows the world that these manipulators want, a closed society locked down hard the earth in chains a prison planet if you will what we're going to be looking at today and forward into the future is the master key 
for that padlock, for that cell, or hell. However, the way you want to look at it may be. Image number four shows a key in hand with light radiating out from it. That is what the understanding of natural law ultimately is, ladies and gentlemen. And an understanding of natural law is, by definition, an understanding of the truth. This is what we have to help our fellow men and women gain a hold of. To grasp the principles of truth. Help them come out of their poisoned worldview of social Darwinism. Their poisoned worldview of solipsism. The belief that there is no such thing as truth or you can't actually really know anything. Get them out of their poisoned worldview of moral relativism. This dangerous and poisonous ideology that there's no such thing as right or wrong. We get to make it all up. It's just personal preferences. We impose our moral understanding on any given situation. And nothing could be further from the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Moral relativism is the basis, the ideological basis of Satanism. And I know that firsthand because I was a priest in satanic organizations in my past. And I'm telling you, moral relativism is one of their chief tenets. So in helping people to grasp these higher principles that are at work, whether they understand them or not, whether they accept them presently or not, whether they want them to be in place or not, they are working. They are shaping this reality. We are shaping it, again, through our adherence to those principles of natural law or to the extent that we completely ignore them. So, this idea, this understanding of how natural law works is essentially borne out in the next statement in slide number six, this quote from the philosopher Kierkegaard. Soren Kierkegaard said there are two ways to be fooled. One is to believe that which is not true. The other is to refuse to accept what is true. And that's exactly what is going on in the world today. People are believing things that simply are not true. Social Darwinism. Moral relativism solipsism and they are refusing to accept that which is true the principles of co-creation based on our adherence to natural law or the degree to which we refuse to accept natural law and adhere to it and before anybody even brings up this notion because it's one of the notions that the dark occultists adhere to that even if we do accept that natural law exists, that it's a set of rules, it's, after all, it's laws. And that means we're bound, we're in chains, even if we do live in harmony with natural law. 
Nothing could be further from the truth. These laws are not here to control us. These laws are here to teach us not to imbalance ourselves and society to the point where we are living in a state of utter chaos, which is our present situation, and rapidly becoming more and more chaotic because people refuse to grasp the principles which we are going to talk about on the show here today. So those are the only two ways people ever really, let's just put it plainly, screw themselves. They accept all kinds of ridiculous notions and they refuse to accept what actually is true and in place and affecting them at any at every given moment. Thomas Jefferson understood this dynamic very well and bef- uh, one, one more caveat before people start identifying what I'm uh, 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 perhaps a quote that I'm making from from an individual in history and assuming that that means I agree with every single thing they ever said or every way that they lived that's untrue as well I can quote someone and put up a piece of their wisdom without having to identify or believe in everything they ever did okay I Jefferson was a slave owner how he understood all of the things he understood about natural law and still thought it was somehow acceptable to keep slaves is beyond my comprehension. So I don't agree with everything the Founding Fathers did, nor should you. But there are basic principles that they did deeply grasp, and I'm just simply quoting that. That doesn't mean that I believe in everything that they ever did or ever said. You have to take what is true and leave the rest. So here's a true statement that Jefferson uttered. He said that if a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization, it expects what never was and never will be. Ignorance and freedom are diametrically opposed. They are inversely proportional for our left-brained friends among us, okay? As ignorance goes up, freedom goes down. As knowledge goes up and ignorance goes down, freedom goes up. Real simple, yet it is an eternal truth. And there's no easy way out of this mess except through learning and then applying that knowledge which has been understood and that is what wisdom is the discovery of knowledge understanding it and then acting upon it and another way of saying those three things is the trivium that's what the trivium is knowledge understanding and wisdom we'll pick that up on the other side of the break don't go anywhere folks this is what on earth has happened We're back, folks, talking about natural law on today's edition of What on Earth is Happening. 
Slides that go along with this talk can be found on my website on the radio show page at whatonearthishappening.com. We were on slide number seven, a quote by Jefferson talking about ignorance and freedom being diametrically opposed. This is borne out in the Latin language itself, where there was no different word for free and book. They meant the they were based on the same word. And ultimately, they lead to freedom. Books lead to freedom. The word liber, which is the basis of the word liberty in the English language, it means book in Latin, and it also meant free. So much is said right there that the Romans didn't even have a different word for freedom than they had for book. That's how closely associated with knowledge the concept of freedom was. Of course, we know what happened to that republic. The same thing that's happening to this one. This one's in free fall, just like the Roman Republic fell and became an empire. We can still reverse it because we have the opportunity to learn from history so that we are not doomed to repeat it, but only if we get out of our ignorance. And again, ignorance is different than nescience. Nescience means you don't have the opportunity to actually know something from the Latin nescio nesciere, which means to not know, to be, uh, not to be cognizant of. However, it means you were not aware of something because you never had the opportunity to be exposed to the knowledge. Ignorance, on the other hand, means that the knowledge was there all along and you chose willingly not to look at it, not to incorporate it. So, moving on to the next slide. Image number eight is a quote by Einstein who did things in his life I most certainly don't agree with helping to bring in the destructive usage of atomic energy into our world, unfortunately. But somebody like that can make a good statement that is certainly true. And he did in this statement, he said that no problem can ever be solved by the same level of consciousness that created it. This is exactly what I've been talking about when I talk about causal factors. The causal factors of ignorance which put our current day problems into place can never be overcome or solved, again, solution-oriented approaches, if we continue to attack those problems from the same level of consciousness. You must come up to a higher level of awareness and understanding in order to truly solve those problems. And we're not at a higher level of understanding from the tyranny that was here during uh, the time of uh, colonial America that led to the American Revolution, which was utter failure. Because even if we did attain a modicum amount of freedom in the, in the small interim between tyrannies, we didn't really learn the lesson because the tyranny is back again. The failure of that 
enterprise was that the people who succeeded in it, ostensibly succeeded in it, did not properly, morally educate the people that were left here when the dust settled. They just went back about their lives and figured, oh, that's taken care of. And no, it wasn't taken care of. It wasn't taken care of because the consciousness of the people of this land was not raised to a sufficient level to prevent that problem from recurring. And the reason that it recurred is because people have lost sight and lost knowledge of how natural law operates. And this is borne out in the next statement, the next quote. A few quotes to start things off here today. Generally considered to be the father of modern anarchism, Mikhail Bakunin, he said that the liberty of man consists solely in this, that he obeys the laws of nature. Because he has himself recognized them as such and not because they have been imposed upon him externally by any foreign will whatsoever. Bakunin is saying that we will only be free, truly, if we deeply incorporate an understanding of natural law into ourselves and not a moment before. I wholeheartedly concur with that statement. We are not going to get out of the mess that we're in at the same level of understanding, at the same level of consciousness. Not going to happen. Go ahead and get as angry as you want about that. You know, bang your head up against the wall because it's not going to change a thing. Natural law must be understood, must be accepted and understood. So you can't force anybody to accept anything, but don't expect freedom. Don't expect freedom for a millisecond. Not gonna happen until people understand how natural law operates and then live within its boundaries. Because these are boundary conditions inherent to this universe. The end. These are boundary conditions inherent to this universe. And people have discovered these laws. They know them. They know how they operate. They are not unknowable. They are discoverable and knowable. And there are many people walking on the earth who know these laws and know how they operate and are living within harmony, in harmony with them. But as long as the bulk of humanity just ignores this, thinks that these things are not in operation and goes about their lives doing whatever they want, believing in whatever they want, shackles will be upon us, period, the end. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, get as angry as you want about this next statement. That's exactly how it should be. Exactly how it should be. I'm not saying that things are broken here and are not working properly. Things are working beautifully. 
they're working wondrously. They're working exactly as they are intended to work at a cosmic level. You want to ignore natural law, you're going into chains, hardcore chains. You want to live in harmony with natural law principles and respect the rights of your fellow man and woman, then there will be freedom. So let's begin our analysis into natural law. What is it? What is natural law? Let's simply pick apart the terms to begin. The definition of the word natural means that it is inherent. It exists within something already. Nothing had to put it there. It's there by way of its existence. Creation put it there. Okay, regardless of what you want to think of that force as, that's not for me to tell you what that force is. Okay, and we can talk about that because this definitely gets into the idea of God and a creator, etc. Without question. And we can get into that. But let's simply look at the definitions of the words first. And I'm on slide number 10 now. The word natural means inherent. Okay, self-existing. Having a basis in nature, reality, and truth. Not made or caused by humankind. Meaning we did not invent this thing. It exists by virtue of simply being a component of the universe itself. It's like space. We didn't invent space. It's inherent to creation. That's what natural means. It's a natural component. Let's look at what a law generally means on the other side of this break. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening, where we're delving into natural law today on the program. We'll be right back. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're talking about natural law. Before the break, we were looking at a simple definition for natural law. We looked at the word natural. And you could liken the word natural to the term in the ancient Egyptian language, Kemetian language, which means spirit or God, which is um, which is uh, neter. It's the basis of this word, neter. Okay, so right in the word is contained this idea of spirit or God, law is a condition that already exists, an existing condition, which is binding and immutable. 
binding, meaning that you are affected by it. It governs actions which you take. You do certain things, certain things occur. You put forth certain energies, certain things are manifested. There is a causal relationship. That's what a binding is, a cause and effect relationship. Immutable means that it cannot be changed. It's something that is there as long as the current conditions of this universe are in place. That's it. As long as you are on the earth, gravity is in operation. You get out into space, there's a, a zero-G environment. But gravity is a law here. And now, if a comet struck the Earth and it broke it up into very small chunks, you know, asteroidal debris, well, there wouldn't be the type of gravity that we have on the Earth now when the Earth is in an integral, intact whole. So as long as certain conditions exist, there are laws in operation. That's why people get into these ridiculous semantical arguments about natural law. Well, do, does this exist inside inside this condition or on this on this planet or world? Or, you know, is it in another dimension? Who cares? You're here. You're you're affected by this now, and it's destroying your freedom because you're just completely fla flaunting it and just doing whatever you want and not paying attention, and taking in poisonous substances, and not caring, and letting people get away with murder. And the same people who act like that have children, and, and dare to bring children into this world in their pure ignorance, and don't care whether they've just birthed someone into a prison cell. doesn't make a difference what's happening in other dimensions or, or densities. You're in this one. So understand the laws that operate in this one and then start worrying about other ones. So when we put this all together, what natural law is, is a set of existing conditions that was not created by humankind that is in operation in the here and now and humankind has no power to change. That's it. That's what natural law is. Now that sounds almost non, it doesn't sound like something that's hopeful or good because it's like you, you're not in control of this. It affects you and you don't have a say. Yeah, that's right. These are the boundary conditions for this universe that are put in place so that we have a chance to understand how things work here, have a chance to understand 
the repercussions of our own actions, take responsibility for those actions, learn and grow as a result, and be able to increase our power and freedom as a result. These are conditions that are in place for our eternal betterment. The manipulators, the dark occultists of this world, see these in a poisoned worldview state. In their poisonous worldview, they see these conditions as shackles, as chains. See? They look at it like, I want to do whatever I want, regardless of who it hurts. How dare these conditions exist? So what they have done is erect a system of mind control that insulates them from these pre-existing conditions. They convince other people to do their dirty work for them. They take the actual actions and then natural law ultimately affects them, the people who took the actions. And they've created an, insulate, an insulative barrier between themselves and natural law as a result. And they're getting away with it. They're getting away with it, folks. And you know who let them get away with it? You did. By not understanding these principles. Hoodwinked. You had the wool pulled over your eyes, ladies and gentlemen. And the people who have had the wool pulled over their eyes more than anybody else are the people who are doing their work for them, and that is the military and the police. The people who break natural law at all turns, at all turns, for their owners, for their masters, like pets, like kept pets that they are. They're the people who have put this prison society into place. No one else. And they're the people who ultimately need to change, who we need to help change. The world's never going to be free as long as people are willing to follow orders, folks. You're willing to follow orders and you don't know why somebody is telling you to do what they're doing, what they're telling you to do, and yet you do it anyway. You are a slave. Not only are you a slave, you're helping to put other people in the same chains you're in. And it doesn't matter that you have some petty power that some psychopath told you it was okay for you to take when you actually have no inherent natural law right to do what you're doing. You know, you think because, oh, I have this little bit of earthly temporal power, oh, that makes it all okay. You, you're going to find out how okay it really is. You think you're going to get away with it. You're not getting away with nothing. Exactly zero is what you're getting away with. Because natural law is in place. And that may not sound like oh any kind of a profound statement to people who are listening in that kind of a sick, demented mind state. It's the people who go along with these uh, psychopathic dominator occultist biddings. Like the little lapdogs that they are. They think they're real men. They're nothing of the kind. They wouldn't know what, what a real man or woman was if they got run down by him like a freight train. Because they have no sense of true power in their lives. Their, their self-loathing, 
they've never done any self-examination in their lives. They're fearful because of how ignorant they are. And they just want to listen and follow orders like a good little pet. That's it. And think that's as harsh as you want to think it is. That's exactly how this world is. Exactly. That's what's going on here. Yeah, it's harsh. Sometimes people need to hear things put plainly. Okay? And these are the people we need to reach. They're the sickest among us. They need to, we need to help them understand they are putting their children into chains, into a cage. Because they don't understand what natural law is. And they don't understand that they're breaking it every moment as long as they continue to do these jobs. We'll take a look at some historical significances of natural law on the other side of the break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Don't go anywhere. have freedom unless we fully understand and live within its tenets. We need to come to a deep understanding of natural law, understand that it's something that has been put in place by creation itself for our benefit, for our evolutionary progress, and to choose, make a conscious, willful decision to live in harmony with it. And this was enshrined in the foundational documents of this country. In the Declaration of Independence, the founders of America understood that they were essentially forming a union that was supposed to be in harmony with natural law. The founders were deists. They believed in a creator, but they also believed that the natural world or the physical world basically was as, as, as important as the spiritual domain. They didn't place any greater or lesser imports on either one of these domains, the spiritual or the physical. They were merged as one in their philosophy because what happens here on the physical plane echoes in the spiritual world. Yes, this is a war of souls. Make no mistake about it. That's what's going on here on the earth. But it doesn't mean that we should completely ignore what's taking place in the physical because that's where the war for souls takes place, ladies and gentlemen. 
it's important what we do here. The actions we take are important. And this ridiculous Christian movement, this this nonsensical uh, born-again movement that talks about that good works are meaningless and it's all only about believing in, in an idea is is utter trash. Okay? You should go back into the Bible and read the words of Jesus who never told anybody to worship him as a god. He was putting forward a way of living in the world, being in this world, but not being so absorbed and identified with it that you're willing to trounce on other people's natural law rights. Being in the world but not of it. Having your mind, your essence, your psyche being of a higher spiritual nature but still operating on this plane. He was a deist as well. The deist principles are outlined in the Declaration of Independence. This was founded to be a deist country. And that means believe in whatever creative force you want to believe in. Okay? Don't impose that on anybody else and live in harmony with natural law. We'll look at where specifically in the Declaration that's enshrined on the other side of this break. Stay tuned, folks. We're covering natural law principles. This is an introduction to natural law on what on earth is happening. We'll be right back. back folks this is what on earth is happening today we're introducing the topic of natural law as the first and foremost solution that needs to be deeply deeply understood and then acted upon in this world if we're ever going to see true freedom emerge so we're looking at natural law in the foundations of America, the historical significance of natural law, and how the founders of this country understood it. They attempted to convey this understanding in the documents of this country, specifically in the Declaration of Independence. So the first statement in that document is, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Now, let's translate this. This means if one group of people are basically saying we're done living under these people's dictates, they're saying We're simply making the statement, a declarative statement. That's what a declaration is. We're not asking, we're telling, 
period. It's not a suggestion. It's not an application. It's not asking or begging anyone for anything. It's a statement. I'm done with you. You don't own me. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going over here and doing this. And you're not going to stop me. You're not going to tell me I must live according to the quote laws that you've set down. I'm going to live in the ways that I am entitled, entitled, a birthright. It means that right is within me inherently by nature, according to the laws of nature. I'm going to live. And nature's God. These words are right in there. People think that this is founded to be a Christian nation. Nothing of the sort could be further from the truth. According to church Christianity, I'm talking about organized religious Christianity. We should enshrine true Christian principles according to the actual words and teachings that are contained in the New Testament, the words attributed to Jesus, the golden rule, treat others as you would like to be treated, period. It's real simple. It's, it's actually laughably simple. Unfortunately, people make it so difficult for themselves because they're attached to so many different wrong ideas. But right here in the first sentence of the Declaration of Independence, the founders of this country are telling you they believe in the laws of nature and nature's God. Not the Jewish God, not the Muslim God, not the Christian God, not the Hindu gods. Nature's God. And they're setting this, they were essentially telling people we are separating ourselves from where we came from because the oppression that is in place is in contravention to the laws of nature and nature's God. And they were absolutely correct. It was, and it still is. See, we think we're free of British oppression and the oppression of the crown. Most ignorant Americans believe that. This country is wholly owned. And it's owned by the crown and the Vatican and the dark occultists of this world. They own this place. And they own it for one reason, because they own the minds of the people who live here. The mind needs to be taken back before any freedom can be taken back. And in order to take back your mind, you need to get down to the deep understanding of the principles of natural law. Otherwise, you will be willing to believe and accept anything. So the general principles of natural law People ask me all the time, what book should I read on natural law? I'm going to post some. Okay? I'm going to, we'll have a reading list posted with this podcast and with others in the future on this topic. But these are the basic principles of natural law that you can gather from many different documents. 
on the subject. Natural law is ultimately expressed through seven basic principles. These are the expressions of how natural law works. Principles mean first things. That's what the word principles means. It means things that you should put first before anything else. Things that you should hold in high value and esteem and protect. These are the most valued things. First things. Unfortunately, most people of this country and throughout the world have no principles. You know what their principles are based on? Or I should say lack of principles are based on? Money. An illusion. Whose purpose is nothing but control. That's what they value. That's what they live for. That's what they make their decisions based upon. Not whether anything is right or wrong or really truly good for everyone. They make their decisions based on what's that going to get for me now in the moment. That's it. Pure selfish ego identified thinking. Almost always based in money. Because that's their God. They don't have any actual God that they look up to, aspire to be more like. Their God isn't a God of love. Their God isn't a God of truth. Their God isn't a God of higher consciousness. Their God is the dollar bill. They bow and worship and kneel at its altar and allow it to put its shackles around their neck. Natural law, forget about that. How much money am I going to make as a result? Right or wrong, who cares? Give me enough money, I'll do it. This is how I would say over nine-tenths of the world thinks. And some people may think that's harsh. That's probably very accurate. I'd say 90% of the human population has very little conscience. Very little. That's why the people who do understand this really need to be speaking it in force. We'll look at these seven principles, what they really are. We'll start to do that on the other side of this break. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening, talking about natural law on the program today, an introduction to natural law principles. The sites uh, on my website, whatonearthishappening.com, you could find the slides for today's show. We're looking at image number 13. These images are on the radio show page on my website, whatonearthishappening.com. The general principles of natural law expressed through these seven principles. First things, those who know and adhere to these principles possess the key, which we've already talked about. We're looking for the key, solutions, to unlock the doors 
to this caged society. Well, when we understand natural law and we live in harmony with it, we have that key through which the wisdom of the entire universe may be unveiled to us. Ultimately, the self is a reflection of the universe and vice versa. The universe, a reflection of self. What is manifested in the macrocosm, the large manifested domain all around us, we call it our environment, our world, whatever you want to call it, is a reflection of what is taking place individually inside each consciousness that makes up that environment. So as we change the individuated consciousnesses, the monads, as they are called in different mystery school traditions, the one units, we change each individual mind and they start radiating a different signal out into the field, eventually that field will change. But if the individual just says, no, I, it's too fearful, it's too hard, I'm just going to stay doing this, the, the entire dynamic will stay exactly the same. And that's what we see occurring, largely. Too many people living in fear and choosing a path which is ultimately leading to destruction. And they're going to have their way. They're going to have their destruction that they're begging for. They're begging for it. They want it the hard way. I've been saying, I've said for many years, there's really only two teachers on the earth. And I call them by their, their goddess names. There's Isis and there's Eris. That's it. They're the two teachers that you have a choice between. And ultimately, you're getting taught by one or the other. Isis is the goddess of love, truth, natural law, freedom, etc. You can learn her principles. You can learn the sacred feminine way. Incorporate that sacred feminine aspect of consciousness and thereby learn from it. Take in the truth, radiate the truth. That's the Isis principle. And again, this is just a symbol. I don't really care whether you believe there's an actual goddess or not. Believe whatever you want. I'm talking about a general concept. If people can wrap their mind around, we can associate symbols to something. Okay? That's the Isis principle. The Eris principle is, if you don't do that, which is actually the easier way of learning, it may seem difficult at first, but it's actually the much easier way to get something done is to apply your willpower to it, take it in, incorporate it into your makeup, deeply comprehend it, then act upon it for the right reasons and in keeping with natural law. That's the ISIS principle. We don't do that. We're going to continue the, the universal field of intelligent energy all around us, which if you still haven't really grasp that that's what we're living in, that that's what we're completely awash in and afloat in, is a, a universal field of all-encompassing intelligent energy, I don't know what to tell you. Go back to sleep. Go back to bed. You know? You clearly haven't learned a thing if you think this is a dead universe. This is a dead, non-dynamic, non-living place that we're in. 
back to sleep. Our behaviors, our ways of being in the world in general, interact with this field. And this is an intelligent field. We live a certain way, that field will restructure itself and give us a reflection of how we are living internally and then how we are expressing that internal nature out into the physical manifested domain as our behaviors. And then that field will pick up on that and it will restructure the field so it actually displays back to us more of the same. We create more of the same. And that's why we have a world that's basically enslaved because most of the people in it are of a mindset of control. That it's good to control. That, oh, when, when this person does something in a complete state of mental imbalance, we need to throw them, lock them up and throw them in a cage. We don't need to address the underlying problems. We just don't want to see that behavior manifested. We don't want to actually change the causal factors that led to that behavior in the first place. Oh, God, no. That might involve hard work. That might involve self-examination. And more importantly, that might involve communication with others. How dare you even suggest it? Throw him in a cage. See, this is the thinking that has given us this prison society. That's the thinking. Because it's abdication of personal responsibility. And then that's how natural law works. It gives us back the exact things that we put out. That's it. It's a big mirror. You know, I could come on and say natural law is a big mirror. Good night, folks. It's all that really needs to be said. But one in a million people will probably accept that. And good luck. Because again, you don't want to accept that. There's the second teacher, Eris, goddess of chaos, who will teach you the harsh lesson when you don't want to learn from Isis. And she'll teach you real good. She's teaching us real good right now, isn't she? Something interesting happened. I won't mention any names. Family member was uh, around him this past weekend. Um... Young kid, eight years old. Barb was cooking some eggs. She had the pan on. He was in the kitchen. His parents were there, but they were not in the room at the time. Barb says to him, I'm, I'm cooking. This is an electric stove. It's going to get very, very hot. Don't go near it. Don't touch it. Don't touch the pan. You'll get burned. And apparently this... Male child had never been burned in his life. He didn't know what burn really was. He's probably heard the word, but he never actually experienced a burn. He didn't want to take Barb's word for it. So he went, as soon as she went to the refrigerator to get something out of the refrigerator, in two seconds, he went up to that pan and put his index finger and his middle finger right up against the pan. And Eris taught him well. Did not want to accept the truth that someone was telling him. Now, you can't go too far and say, well, that means you need to believe everything anyone is saying to you. No. This person has more experience. They're honest. You have no reason to really distrust what she's saying. He went and did it anyway. 
chaos results, and therefore, you had to learn the hard way. It's not a bad thing, though. It's a teacher. We'll be right back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. We're back, folks. Before the break, I was telling a story about learning through chaos. The second teacher, the Eris principle. When we don't want to learn the easy way through knowledge, then chaos teaches us the lesson. Either way, we're getting the lesson, not getting out of here without it. It's just a matter of how much pain and suffering we want to undergo before we finally accept the lesson, which is a gift being offered. And we keep wanting to slap the gift away instead of accepting it graciously. When uh, this child was had a piece of ice on his hand and he was crying and he sat down on the couch with the ice on, you know, pressed on his fingers, try to make uh, you know the burn go down. Uh, you know, he had a second degree burn. There was blister, a couple blisters on his fingers. It'll go away in you know a few days, but he's sitting there crying. I was trying to talk to him and tell him. You know, you're, you're, you're in pain now, right? But you did something that you could have avoided if you had listened to someone who was trying to tell you what would happen, but you simply didn't know any better, so you wanted to find out for yourself. So now you learned, right? Don't look at it as a bad thing. I understand you're in a lot of pain now. It's hard trying to tell that to a young kid, but, you know... Um, you know, when you're talking to a young child, they're they're more focused on the experience than what you're saying. He all he was thinking about probably is his fingers. But I was trying to tell him, yes, you're in pain now, but look at it as a lesson. Did you learn it? Do you understand something now that you didn't understand before? And I think he d- he did. You know, I don't think he'll try to do that again, right? Unfortunately, humanity isn't so smart as that eight-year-old child. You know, we're, we're like the retarded child who keeps doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Sadly, that's the case. You know, we don't have the mental acumen and the psychological acumen to understand where we are going wrong and how we are living against natural law and to simply buck up and accept that responsibility and make the correction, make the adjustment in consciousness. No, we want to keep touching the stove over and over and over and over and over and say, it doesn't make a difference how many times I get burned. For some reason, we hate ourselves so much collectively as a species, we want to keep inflicting that torture upon ourselves. Well, to me, you'll only be allowed to do that for so long. You know, and then another goddess will step in and it will be Maat and she will come in her destroyer aspect and decide to put this experiment to an end at some point. You know, if it keeps going the way it, it is now, I think that'll be a merciful time, actually. Not something that should be feared or looked at as something horrible. 
but I still think we, you know, can leave Eris's embrace and go over and join ISIS anytime we wish. Anytime we wish, it's a choice. And it doesn't have anything to do with belief in anything. It has to do with discovery. And it has to do with the discovery of the principles of natural law. These are not beliefs. They are qualities and conditions that are in effect the end. And I don't know how many times I could just say that over and over again like a broken record. I've said before, I've joked around with friends, just call me, don't call me Mark, just call me Mr. Broken Record. Because all this is about is saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again until somehow, maybe, it will sink into people. That there are knowable, discoverable laws that... They, th these laws do not care whether you accept them or not. They do not care whether you believe in them or not. They are completely independent from what you think. And your ego is in the way if you think otherwise. Your ego will not allow you to grasp that principle. You do not make the laws of creation. You are not the lawmaker. This is what the sick occultists of this world think they are. And they have given us their mind. They think that so many people, especially in this complete BS New Age movement, think we can create the dynamics of, of reality, you know, with our mind. I'm talking about the physical dynamics and the dynamics of natural law. I'm not talking about the manifested reality, okay? Yeah, we can create that with our mind based on what, how we are willing to live. The, the conditions of our society and the whole world upon which we live can change, can be created by us, no question. But you are not the creator of natural law. You are not the creator of the physical laws that govern reality either. And this is what I mean when I talk about belief being irrelevant to the discussion of natural law. This doesn't mean all beliefs are horrible. This doesn't mean you shouldn't believe in truth. You shouldn't believe in trying to do good things. You shouldn't believe in yourself. I'm not talking about that kind of belief. I'm talking about the idea, this solipsistic idea that, well, those things don't affect me if I don't believe in them. Wrong. Wrong. There are things that are inherent to this creation that do not require your belief, ladies and gentlemen. And that's, it, it's just so tough on people's egos. They're so rooted in the ego mind that they cannot accept that notion. Now, I'm talking about slides 15 and 16 here. We'll go back to the principles of natural law. Or may, maybe we'll hold that over until next week and we'll get into that. Maybe I'll just make some discussion uh, uh, maybe I'll just make some suggestions I meant uh, on some reading materials and um, maybe uh, we'll take some calls in the last segment but I want to talk about this dynamic of belief okay slides 15 and 16 I show an ignoramus jumping off of a cliff and he's wearing a three-piece suit and, you know that this is a strong statement. That's why I chose that image. Okay? Man in a dark suit leaping off of a cliff with arms outstretched saying, I don't believe in gravity. Well, you're going to go splat. Doesn't matter what you believe. You didn't make that law. That law is in effect inherently in creation. 
You're bound by it. The end. See, this is the, the idea that I'm going to believe I can fly and therefore I'm going to do it, even though I'm still operating in a 3D space-time field with 1G gravity in place, is the idea that I'm God. That's what the idea is. And anybody that's you know, still in this new age, this fake new age paradigm, this whole garbage new thought movement, I'm not talking about real law of attraction, which is what I'm talking about here today, is the real law of attraction. You get what you put out into creation according to its adherence or contravention to natural law. That's the real law of attraction. This law of attraction that says, I'm going to think about this car and therefore I'm going to get it, or I'm going to think that I can fly and therefore I'm going to be able to, is utter new age garbage. There are laws in effect in creation. You are bound by them. You are not the highest power in creation. You did not create those laws. You did not make the universe yourself. You are not going to just completely trounce those laws because you believe you can. This is the exact thinking that the dark occultists have. Exact. And I'm, I'm not asking you to even believe that because it came out of my mouth. I'm telling you that's the case because I spent time around them and worked with them directly. And I'm telling you, I know this factually. I know that like I know two plus two equals four. Factually. That's their thinking. We're going to be God here. We're going to be do, able to do anything we want to do. No matter how much against natural law it is, we're going to do it. And that's how convinced they are that they own your mind completely. And to a great extent, they're correct. They do own most people's minds completely. And the garbage ideas that they have sold most people on, it's unbelievable. It's unfathomable. Part of the other solutions-oriented approach that we need to get into and will be getting into in conjunction with talking about natural law is talking about the trivium. Because without the trivium and the methodologies of the trivium, people are liable to believe anything absolutely anything and that's where belief becomes dangerous yes there are good forms of belief again you need to believe in yourself you need to believe that you can accomplish good things before you go and set out and do them you need to believe that there is a truth to be grasped and understood and incorporated otherwise why go and look up look for anything why seek anything any knowledge you need to believe there's such a thing as knowledge period which unfortunately many people don't because they bought the big lie, the biggest lie of solipsism. We'll pick this up on the other side. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stick around for the last segment, folks. Otherwise, the terrorists win. Welcome back, folks. This is the last segment today on what on earth is happening. We're talking about natural law and how when it comes to natural law, people's belief is irrelevant. This isn't something you need to believe in. It isn't something that believing in or not believing in will change. These laws are immutable. They were not put in place by human beings. 
they will not be undone by human beings. The ego mind has a hard time with being told that what it believes is not relevant to any given situation. So I know people will have an incredibly difficult time with that statement. I'm not telling you that every single belief that you could ever believe is a negative or bad thing. What I'm saying is when it comes to natural law, belief is irrelevant. These are not dependent on belief. There is no dependencies in place, meaning that this has to be in place for this to exist and be in place. That's called a de dependency. There is no dependency of natural law. Want to know why? Man didn't make it. The creator made it. That's why. It was here before anything else was here. It is creation. It is the dynamic force of creation itself. That's what natural law is. You didn't make that. Are you a part of that? Yes, because as an inherent part of the universe, you're part of that. There is no separation between anything, including creator and creation. Therefore, you are that thing. And I don't mean by yourself. I'm talking about as one of the individuated elements within the all. And these are heady, abstract concepts to wrap one's mind around. I know. Reading can help. So before I get, give some reading suggestions, and I'll post some documents on the website, let me give the call-in number. If anybody wants to call in and chime in on any of this or ask any questions, I think we'll... We'll, we'll leave deeper teachings for next time, okay? And I'll get into the expressions. And I'll, I'll actually get into the um, seven principles next time, okay? So we'll look at those one at a time. We'll really break this down and extend it. We might do four or five shows on natural law, maybe more, because that's how important this is, all right? And then we'll deeply look into the expressions of natural law from the very beginning of the generative force, the very polarity which you start working with, all the way down to the manifested expression. In other words, what you get as a result of using one of these two ultimate creative forces. Of course, love and fear is what I'm referring to. So we'll look at how that works next time. But I'm glad we got a chance to really talk about how belief is connected with natural law, or I should say, not connected with natural law. Okay? So, the call-in number, 866-841-1065. This is the last segment. Anybody wants to chime in, give a call, 866-841-1065. Um, reading materials, Okay? One of the first things I think is books is that I feel is indispensable to a proper comprehension of natural law is an occult text that is derived from the teachings of Hermeticism and it's called the Kybalion. Okay, this is a very good primer and a good place to start 
and yes, it's abstract, but it gives some um, good practical examples as well. Okay, but it's written in language that is very simple yet elegant, and it's easy to understand. It's not something that I think is going to lose the beginner. Now, when, that having been said, it is also really pretty much all anyone really needs to know, which means it has extraordinarily profound ideas in it. And someone should take their time reading it, read it slowly. It's spelled K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N, Kybalion. Okay, and ultimately this means the spirit of those, the individuals or the souls of the light. That's what that actually means. The spirit of the souls of light. Okay, the essence, the radiated essence of the individuals, the souls that are of the light. And when you read it, you will understand why it is named that. So, Kybalion, I can't recommend it highly enough as a primer for natural law principles. Okay, because they are outlined in this small book. It's, you know, as an electronic document, it's probably about 50 pages or something like that, 60 pages. I happen to have a physical hard copy of it which is an interesting story in its own right, how I came to that. Some people say there's a legend that goes along with this book that you don't find this book. This book finds you. This book found me, um, I guess it was about six or seven years ago, and uh, Barb found this book. She was in a, um, like a secondhand store, and they had some used books, and this was just laying discarded, you know, I guess whoever had it didn't really understand the treasure that it was or didn't have anyone they wanted to gift, gift this book to. Uh, so they just got rid of it and uh, Barb picked it up, gave it to me. I devoured it because, you know, they say when the student is ready, the teachings will appear. The teacher and the teachings will appear. And I was ready at that point in time. And um, hopefully I can help other people to find this book, or I should say hope that I can help this book to find who it needs to find. So uh, another one that I highly recommend is um, The End of All Evil uh, by Jeremy Locke. And I've read excerpts from it on the show in the past, but... Again, simple, elegant language, easy to comprehend, not long. You don't need to be completely overly verbose when it comes to any of this. You need to put it in simple, easy to understand speech and language that can be grasped by other people and not sugarcoated either. And that's what I feel Jeremy Locke has a gift and a talent in doing. So I would recommend the book, The End of All Evil. I'd recommend works by Thomas Paine on the rights of man, common sense, read the Declaration of Independence, understand why our forefathers did what they did and separated from uh, England in the way that they did, um, but ultimately failed because we're, again, we're right back into the tyranny. 
Um, so those are some good introductory works, and there'll be others. I'll post a whole bunch on the site for people's uh, reading edification. So here we go. To the phones, we have a caller. Kevin from Minnesota, you are live on What on Earth is Happening. Hello, sir. Thank you very much for taking my call. I've uh, been enjoying the show, and I do enjoy it when I do catch the show. Great. And today I find it quite interesting, and thank you for that. Um, now, uh, the question that keeps coming up uh, in my mind as I hear you discussing and sharing your wisdom, um, would you say that your belief system is based more on a Christian background? No, I would say that first and foremost, I don't really have a belief system. I am a seeker of actuality, of truth, of the way things actually operate in this domain that we call the three-dimensional space-time continuum called our universe. And I believe that those laws are not unknowable, that the creator of this domain did not put these boundary conditions into effect and then hide their existence or their operation in order to tantalize and torture us. I think it's uh, our task to raise our consciousness to the point where we can comprehend not only what, the what behind natural law, in other words, how it actually operates, but the why behind it or why these laws were, were indeed put into effect in the first place. That would be my answer. Right. Well, it, I, Unfortunately, Kevin, we're out of time. I will pick this up for you. You call in next week. I'll bring you up and you can ask more questions. But that's all the time we have for today, folks. Thanks for listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>